This is Weird Shit My Mom Says, episode 21. I'm Jules Creighton. And I'm Cece Alice. Well, I liked it. I was trying to sound like an... It probably was horrible. But so last time that we did the episode, what has happened in your life since the last time we recorded? Um, I tried on a pair of jeans that was a size smaller and I fit into them. Because it's literally been five, like 10 minutes. It has, but you went and did that. So super on a journey for you. Yeah. On a journey, I... What's new in your life? Well, okay. So last episode, my challenge, yours is much harder than mine, right? 75 hard is what you're doing. Yeah. Where if you're just joining us and you've never listened before, Cece is on a life altering journey where for 75 days until she's next would see me um, in person. She was doing this thing where she drinks like a gallon of water every single day, works out twice a day for 45 minutes yeah. each, has to stick to her whatever diet plan she's got, and then also has to read yep. 10 pages. Is it 10 pages or 10 minutes? 10 pages of nonfiction a day. Yeah. And then what's the other part of it? Is there another part? Uh, you have to take a picture of yourself every day. That's it. Ugh. Okay. Well, yeah, my challenge... My challenge, if you listened a few episodes ago, was that I was going to take voice memos of things that normally I would just tell Cece when we used to live in the same city and, more importantly, next door to each other at certain points. But now, I can't tell you things all the time that I want to tell you. And so, if I catch myself thinking about something that I would normally tell you at the end of a long, hard day, I made a voice memo. I can't wait. So let's and I have these on my phone. I'm okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's choose one. Um try on your phone. There's one that says carpet armadillo. If you could Okay. Okay. This is a voice memo for you, Cece, because I said I was gonna do it. So I was driving down a canopy road and I saw something in the distance that looked like a ginormous armadillo laying on the side of the road. It was just a rolled up carpet. Um, just a carpet, but an armadillo? Yes. So yesterday morning, the doc. I'm going to turn that into a TikTok, by the way. So, So yesterday morning when we went for our normal Starbucks Saturday morning coffee date, the doc, um, he had heard the voice memo, like I told him about it, and I think he just about spit something out of his mouth. But then we went down that that beautiful canopy road with all the Spanish yeah. moss, and I was like, oh my God, there it is. There's the carpet armadillo. And he got to see it, and he agreed. But it looked like an armadillo? But the thing about it is, is that the carpet armadillo is really like the size of a large pig. <laughs> but that was what I saw. 
You should have taken a picture of it. I could. I mean, it's still there. I could still take a picture of the carpet armadillo. But I just, I felt like it was really cool and I wanted you to know about it. That was I all. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Okay. You're welcome. So let's go on to the next important thing I thought you should know about my life. Okay. okay. Oh, I just stumped um, over my phone. Okay. I believe it's called recording on your thing. Cece, Lucy made some neat cookies that were really good that I got to tell you about. So, that vem- cookies. Is that something yeah. I can eat? It well, are you eating any carbs cuz like I've cut out a lot of carbs. No. So I like no carbs. I I cheated and I did eat a meat cookie. <laughs> it's it's really not a meat cookie. It's one oh, of those Pillsbury Doughboy. It's like the <laughs> poppin' fresh um, Pillsbury oh. recipes that my co-mother-in-law um, makes. And she made them for us when we went to visit there. And so Lucy actually, she was like really hungry when we went to the grocery store. And so she wanted all the ingredients. So you take like the crescent rolls and then you mix up some nice breakfast sausage cooked up and then you mix it with some cream cheese and then you put it in the middle of the crescent roll and you cook it and it looks like a meat cookie a meat cookie <laughs> yeah i mean she but thought it sounds delicious probably cream cheese and anything she said I'll that eat. it reminds her she said it reminds her of sweeney tob sweeney tob sweeney todd um when i guess they're like they're like I got some meaty pies or something like that. I don't know. English people call things weird things. Really. I probably made that part up. Like a biscuit? But... Don't they call cookies biscuits? I don't know. It's like a meat biscuit. It's a meat biscuit. Yeah. Can I have I'm sorry. some biscuits and meat? Anyway, so that's what that one was about. Okay, we can move on <laughs> to the so next one. Weird. There, I only got two. There's a I got carpet one. armadillo and in, in recording. Oh, you got to go to the drive. Go to episode I, twenty-one in the drive. I hang on. This is I really important stuff. Out, I am. This is the stuff you're missing out. I believe it's called Starburst and the Highland Cow. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, there we go. CC. I finally decided on a Starburst wallpaper for the ceiling in the little bathroom downstairs that I'm redoing that I've been looking for for like the last three weeks, you know, because of the Highland cow. What? (laughs) So that one was a memo to tell you that, I don't know if I told you this, but I accidentally ripped off some wallpaper in the bathroom downstairs, Mm -hmm. which led to a whole last thing which I have disassembled the bathroom, which caused all sorts of other issues. But when I was at the this store... This is a very tiny bathroom, by the way. Yeah. I went to the... Tiny bathroom. I went to the, I went to the Hoblob. And so we've been talking about reincarnation. Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure that I've been just totally in touch with my Scottish roots and whatnot. But yeah. I've had like this secret longing for a Highland cow painting. I bought one for the bathroom. 
And then for whatever other reason, I decided that I needed to have this like like old timey Starburst wallpaper. Not See, like I was candy. thinking like Starburst candies. That's I was like Starburst no. candies. No, like on the ceiling. <sighs> yeah, like ceiling stars, but it's like like a wallpaper. The Starburst on the ceiling <laughs> with my Highland cow. So when you yeah. come and see my bathroom. Maybe I, I'll I'll post some pictures of my Highland Cow Starburst bathroom. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Anyway, that's what that's about. So fucking weird. Okay. But those are the three things that happened in my life. No, I there's really a lot more. That than you three let things. me in on parts of your life that way. Because otherwise, you probably wouldn't have known about those things, right? Yeah. Like I when wouldn't. we talk on the phone, we talk about important things that happen. And we those do. things are not important. We've been, yeah, just talking about really important things. Okay. Jules is going to tell her creepy story in order to get ready for Halloween. I worked really hard at this. And by worked really hard at this, I mean, I listened to a lot of really fucking stupid stories. <laughs> I heard a lot of... okay. I'm not saying that our podcast is good because, like, as, but I listen to a lot of really bad podcasts. There really are so bad. many bad podcasts out there, and some of them have people that listen to them. And I think to myself, I know, like, we've got to get listeners at some point, right? I'm like, we're better. We than actually we had like up to sixty six downloads over the course of the last week. No shit. Yeah. We High were sitting five. at 30 for a long time, so we're we're increasing. Hey, we're increasing. let's do an Yzma 5. Let's do an Yzma 5 real fast. Ready? That was me giving you an Yzma high five. I forgot about that. I mostly From the Emperor's New Groove. think about Kronk. I love the I Emperor's love New Groove. I love Kronk. His theme song. Kronk's my favorite. Anyway, here's the theme song for my scary story. Okay. Uh, um, oh, I have something to tell you that's important, though, really quick. What? Concerning Kronk. So okay. the guy that plays him, his nephew yeah. was on The Bachelorette as a contestant. He He's the new Bachelor. So I'm pretty sure that fucking Kronk, I can't remember his name, but I love him. And I am pretty sure he's probably going to have something to do with The New Bachelor. I know you yes. don't watch The Bachelor, but I do. I don't because that's, that's a girly show. Um, So this train wreck that you can't look away from. <gasps> it is. This is also a train wreck you can't look away from. On Reddit. Oh, Reddit. It's a Reddit rabbit hole. Uh, Oh my god, yeah. So I listened to so many stupid scary stories, so many whatever, and I was thinking, like, what scares the shit out of me? And there's a couple things that came to mind that I searched up. Um, First is, like, babysitter stories, right? When uh-huh. you're, do you remember ever babysitting for somebody and you're alone in their house and something creepy yeah. happens? Okay. So that was my first mm-hmm. thought. Second thought, and I was getting nowhere with that. Um, something happened to me this past two weeks that was very frightening in the middle of the night at 3.38 a.m. I was home alone. The doc was was down in South Florida helping out after the hurricane and I was home alone with the kids and 338 
You know, like when something loud is happening and it wakes you up? I heard knocking. Fucking knocking. Her house isn't in town. My house is not in town. You're not just going to come across her house. Yeah, part of my backyard is woods. It's, you know, it's it's a little ways out of town. So I'm hearing this knocking and it kind of seems like like not real organized knocking, you know, and I'm coming out of that sleep. So I'm listening. And of course, I'm scared shitless because I'm home alone and the dogs aren't barking. And so I immediately think like, okay, it's the big old dog, right? He's doing something weird down there. Maybe he's itching his ear and it's hitting the wall. You know, because he's real big. He's like 120 he's pounds or something. Right? No, he's not. He's 146 pounds. Oh my god, he's so huge yes. now. Yeah, he outweighs uh, weighs Lucy. Anyway, so I listen, right? And I'm listening for the dog, and then I notice that the dog is laying with me in bed, and I hear the knocking again. So I go. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to quietly go pee. And that should be like right over the back door, right? On the second story. And so I go there and I don't hear it anymore. Was it the back door that you heard knocking at, do you think? Or I don't front know. Door? I So I asked the girls the next day. I was like, did everybody sleep okay last night? Like didn't really want to like give them anything to go off of. And both of them independently told me that they woke up because they heard noises. I know. So I'm super creeped out. I don't know what that was about. And maybe it was raccoons. Yeah, not raccoons. Just knock, knock, knocking on my door at 3.38 a.m. Some food. Anyway, so I started looking for stories like that. And that wasn't doing me much good. And then I started thinking about a creepy thing that happened to us with frogging. Do you know what frogging is? Uh, no. It's when somebody is living in your house with you and you don't know it. Yeah, I know this story too. So, do you know the, should I tell the story about the Airbnb? Yeah, you should tell the story. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't the scary story, but this is my own scary story. We, we rented an Airbnb up in the North Georgia mountains and we were flying into Atlanta It was my daughter Lucy and I were flying into Atlanta and Kira and the doc were going to be picking us up at the airport. So, oh, actually, I think I was flying back with both of the girls, with Kira and Lucy. Yeah, because I think that was when Kira was staying with me for the summer, right? Yes. Okay, so the doc comes up with the dogs. He drives up and he goes to the rented Airbnb ahead of us. To you like, you know, drop off our things and whatnot because you can't park right at the cabin. We had to park at the bottom and then they literally gave us these wagons to pull our stuff up the hill. And when you get onto the property, it's all fenced and it's about six acres or so. And there's just like dog fence around the entire area. And it's kind of like a compound where you've got not just one cabin, but there's one main cabin at the top of the hill. And then you go down a little ways and across from each other, there's a bathroom, like a bathhouse that's got electricity and, you know, running water and a 
whatever. And then across from that, there's another bunkhouse. So keep that in mind. So Doc goes there just ahead of dark. And when he's there, he's all by himself, but he's got the dogs. And it's in the middle of nowhere. There aren't really houses around that you can see. It's just, you hear woodland sounds. And something weird happens. He hears some kind of, what he says sounds like a baby crying. And he's like, I'm, I gotta be imagining this, whatever. So he picks us up at the airport. Our flight gets in pretty late. And then we drive the hour or so back to the cabin where we're staying for the weekend. And he's telling me on the way that he heard this weird sound. You know, he's telling me about the setup of the cabin. He's telling me that he heard, he swears to God he heard a baby crying, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. But, you know, you're out in the middle of the woods, whatever. So we get there and we go into the house and it's got those like, old creepy orange couches with the wooden sides you know like the kinds from the 70s like in the murder shack yeah movies and it's just like things are kind of run down in the main cabin but it's pretty dark at this point like past 9 30 probably almost 10 o'clock at night and we're all super tired because we've been flying all day and switching planes and all that and we see that there's one bedroom that doesn't have There's really not a lot of bedding or anything. There's like one blanket, I think, that we had to share. And then there's this couch. So we get in there and he's been telling me this story. And I see that there's an attic. There's a fucking attic access. I don't like it because of the weird crying baby story that he's been telling me. But I'm like, Hmm. I was like, can you just like poke your head up there and just take a look? And he doesn't really want to do it because he thinks I'm being ridiculous. But I'm like, just just stick your head up there. Just He's like, it's like playing whack-a-mole. He's like, if there is somebody up there, whatever. And he's like, I have a gun. It's fine. Whatever. And I'm like, no, please just stick your head up there. So he does. Like, he sticks his head up there, looks around really quick with, like, his flashlight, sees that there there is, like, a stack of boxes up there that he can't see around. But he's like, nope, everything's fine. You know, brings his head down. I'm like, okay. Next day, wake up, do our thing, go into town, whatever. Dogs run around. They're having a good time. Again, the whole area is fenced off. So they can kind of run wild and free. Yeah. Haven't really heard from anybody. Um, we realize that there's a that there's a house, the bunkhouse that's across from the bathhouse. And the bunkhouse is actually set up so much nicer than the main cabin that we're like, oh, duh, we should have all stayed in the bunkhouse last night. Like, that would have made a lot more sense. Um, So we we go in there, you know, we're telling scary stories around the fire. We're then we're playing cards in the bunkhouse, having a good time. We wake up in the morning and Lucy goes to take the dogs out. She takes the dogs out because she has to go to the bathroom also Um, goes over there and then our big dog fox starts he runs up to the main cabin and he's like growling at the door and we're like what the hell is going on here um so she gets scared and she goes up and she starts to open the door and this pit bull comes out of the main cabin 
Like there's a fucking dog in the cabin. That's not our dog. Yeah. Again, this area is all fenced off. Like how the fuck did the dog get in the cabin? What's going on, right? So she grabs the dogs, pulls them back because she's afraid like our big dog's going to get in a fight with this other dog that's being aggressive. She's scared of the other dog because it's like growling at her aggressively. So she runs back down and wakes up the dog, right? At this point, like, he's like, what's going on? You know, so he comes out and he's looking and he tries scaring this dog off. Like, get, get, you know, he's, the dog won't budge. It won't go away. It's like hovering, kind of hanging back. There must be some place where there's like a break in the fence because the dog finally runs off because he shoots the gun in the air. Like he shoots the gun in the air to scare the dog to get it to leave. So we go back, you know, we're, we're kind of freaked out and we're, we're getting our stuff together because we're like, okay, we're not, we're not staying another night. Like this was our second night here. We're ready to go back into town and then hit the road and go home. And he's got to go back up to the cabin. None of us want to go in the cabin because we're kind of freaked out at this point. He goes back up to the house, to the main cabin, opens the door to go get our food and stuff. He opens the door and the fucking dog is back in the house. We have zero clue how that dog got back into the house. We're checking everywhere. We're checking not like a dog doors. door or something where I can get in. We're checking in. for dog dog doors. We're checking to see if there's like a secret passage under the door. We're checking like there is a back door, but there's no way that the dog could have pushed the door in. You had to open it outward. Yeah. So at this point, everybody's wigged out. I'm like, there's a fucking person in that house because the dog won't go away. Yeah. It's hanging behind. We think there's somebody else in the house. Like, I think somebody was in the attic the entire night that we were in the house the first night. Squatting with a baby? Oh, my God. Yes. Anyway, we got the fuck out of there. And we contacted the people. um, And they're just like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Like, wouldn't address the issue. Didn't want to talk about it. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Anyway, so I was looking for other frogging stories like that, which I found some crazy ones. But this one does take us to a cabin. And it is in the middle of nowhere near Pike's Peak, which we all just went on a vacation there not that long ago. My brother got married. Yep. So we're kind of seeing those areas, right? It is outside of Colorado Springs. Right. Yeah. So keeping in mind, this area of Colorado is very, very full of Native American folk legend from back when I think it was the Ute tribe, Yeah. which does that sound a little familiar to you? Yeah. Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know how that kind of shit scares me real bad. Yes. Okay. So... This is from a guy on Reddit. Um, This happened, I believe, back in 2016. If we are to believe that this is a true story. It was posted in, I believe, 16 installments on Reddit. So he's supposedly writing this story. His name, his handle is The Cold People. If you want to look it up, 
The story is called My Romantic Cabin Getaway with My Fiancé Isn't Exactly Going as Planned. His name is Felix, you find out later in the story, and his fiancé's name is Faye. A couple of things about them. They're, they live in California. Her parents and her, like she's from Colorado, her parents own a cabin that's near Pikes Peak, way up in the mountains. And he is admittedly agnostic. He's an atheist. And she is a devout Catholic. Just to kind of give you an idea of the types of people that they are. They're both very avid hikers. So he had never been to this cabin that her parents owned. They've been together for about five years at this point. And the parents suggested that they go and stay for a few days up at the cabin. Which you'd be like, fucking awesome, right? Yeah, it should be fucking awesome. So they say that they checked the weather, all this other stuff. Who knows? Whatever. I'm not saying this story is true or not true, but it is kind of weird the way that he that he wrote it on Reddit. He so said like, check the weather? Yeah, check the weather before they went up to the cabin. Well, the weather is um, weird there. So if I can it is. give one example of Pike's Peak... There was a day that the the day that I went up Pikes Peak, I got sunburned that day because it was May in Colorado. We mm-hmm. went to the zoo in Colorado Springs, which is in the mountains. It's really cool, by the way. You should go and if you're ever out in that area. And then we were in a snowstorm when we hit the top of the mountain. So I think the varying degrees of weather that could happen on that right, you know, like right. on that hill and where you're at on it, I think would vary greatly. Absolutely. But anyway, I mean, like we were staying what outside of Denver in February and like we ended up in a massive snowstorm suddenly. Yes. Right. So you, you don't get it up there because it's going to melt in a couple of days. Right. It's going to melt in a couple of days. But in this case, that's not what happened. So they go up to this cabin and it's like day four of their trip. They really were not planning on staying that long. And the story is documented while at the cabin. Because there ends up being this massive snowstorm. They're driving a little Corolla. And the Corolla gets like iced in. And he's like, fuck, right? But they do have enough heat and food. So they're okay in that regard. But they had been staying at the cabin for about four days when the unexpected snow came. And keeping in mind that as we were just there and the doc and I kind of took some back roads on our way home because we were looking for haunted towns um, when we were out there. And the service is not real great. Like, it's spotty and no here. So the reason the guy said that he was doing the postings to Reddit was that he wanted to document what was happening. His cell service wasn't really great. Wi-Fi was spotty. And so sometimes if he wasn't able to get a phone call out, he was able to email to people okay. while he was up there. However, technology was not working the greatest on and off. So just before dark, they got back to the cabin on the fourth day. And when he got there, there's a tree that's not that far from the house. And he noticed that something had appeared in the tree. It was a dream catcher. Okay. So he's out there and like if you've ever been out west and 
you go to those, you know, the roadside, um, the tourist trap kind of places with all the gifts, yeah. the gift shops and whatever. And you might see, he, he said, this is not like one of those dream catchers that you would see at a gift shop. It was like the real deal, real looking thing. He said it was three feet in diameter. So cool. Fucking huge. But was he it didn't made out know, of like a branch? It was made out, yeah, like some earthy shit. Like a twisted branch that's like bent. Yeah. Later on, he did say that he found the items in a hidden cellar on the property. Like some of the things that were probably made. Supplies to make a dream yeah. catcher. Isn't that okay. weird? But it's like well, older looking stuff. But it's just weird that it suddenly appears, right? And there's yeah. no neighbors about. There's nothing like that. Right about dinner time, you know, this happens, I believe it was in spring. So probably getting a little bit dark. Um, they start to hear weird sounds outside of the cabin, which is not unheard of because, you know, there's deer, there's elk. There's all yeah. sorts of things that could be out in the woods around the, the house. Um, but they start to hear the sounds like almost in a crescent crescent shape like around the cabin okay right so it seems as if the activity that's happening in the woods around the cabin is like crunching all around them right like um, surrounding them kind of yeah surrounding them so the woods are about 20 yards away from the house at any given point like that's how big the clearing is right for the okay. house is in the kind of the center of that and it's around them so it, they're getting snowed in. So by day five, they stay in and they're just playing games, you know, cuddling on the couch, doing whatever. At 1 a.m., they wake up because they hear something outside. The wind is kicking. Like the wind is howling, but they can hear what they think sounds like a man crying. Crying? Like a man crying, but it seems like it's like, far away uh-huh and he's like okay am i am i making this up in my head like what am i hearing right now it'd be hard to hear a man crying over the wind so it must be very loud right that's what i'm kind of thinking too so they they try to sleep through this but like 4 45 a.m it sounds like it's getting closer to the house and now mm -hmm. it's more defined as a man's voice and they can hear it like it sounds like it's calling out for help, but perhaps in like another language. Uh -huh. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? So he tries to call the ranger station. He does make contact by cell phone. He calls them. They're like, OK, yeah, we get it. They say that they will go out and check it out, but he never hears back. He does later on, like, get to know the ranger station quite well. Uh -huh. As things are escalating. So they're on to day six. They're they're still snowed in. And there's no frozen man outside in their front yard when they get up in the morning. There's no frozen man outside in the front yard. Faye ha says she wakes up and she's upset. This is like the second night, right, of things happening. She wakes up. She says that she had a dream of being lost in the woods outside of the cabin and being followed. This time at 1 a.m., the voices start again. The sounds, 
Everything's happening around in the crescent shape around the place, only it sounds closer. She's hearing her dead grandpa. He died four years before this happened, when she was a senior. The cabin? No, not at the cabin. Like, he had just died four years earlier, right? Um, She's hearing her grandpa... And later on, I'm going to read to you the exact words that the grandpa was saying, because he did start to like, he started to record this stuff, like as it's going down and they got scareder and scareder, they started recording things. They were writing, I don't want to say episodes, but like installments on Reddit. And they were trying to get information from other people about like the native people that were from that area. Like, what do you think would be happening? What does this mean? Still no self. Now cell service is completely gone. They can't make a call to the ranger station. They're kind of on their own. Okay, so we go into day seven. By this point, they're hanging out. They're just trying to, like, watch movies, do anything that will keep them entertained, whatever. 1 a.m. again. This time, he hears his mother. It's his mom's voice outside. Is his mom alive? Yes, his mom is alive. Okay. So at this point, this point, like, he's like, okay, the last time, like, he had convinced her, like, come on, you need to snap out of it. Like, your grandpa's not alive. Like, you're imagining this, whatever. So she could hear the grandpa. He couldn't. And this time he hears a mom and she doesn't. Right. Now, let me kind of go into Faye a little bit. It's, It's laid out later on in the story that Faye does have night terrors. She has night terrors. She does have a really big history of having like a sleeping, some sleeping disorders. Um, She tends to talk in her sleep a lot. She has done some sleepwalking, but she's never left the house before. Okay. Like when they're in California, he knows that this is something that she struggles with, but this time it's freaking him out because it's not her primarily hearing things or whatever the case is. It's him, right? So since it was him that was hearing it and it's his mom, um, he actually did go outside. I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he was thinking that they had gone missing. Maybe. You know, and, and people hadn't really heard from them. Maybe his family was freaking out. They came. I don't know what he was thinking, but he went outside to take a look around yeah. and there was snow pushed out of the way in like a big... He called it like a big meandering pattern and it kind of like snaked in and out of the tree line, kind of like somebody was drunk and shuffling around maybe. Yeah. He was thinking like maybe they were injured or something and the path, it went right up to the bathroom window and then back into the woods. Oh. That's the part that like gave me the heaves. So each time he would hear this voice call out that he said, thought he sounded like his mom, he he literally was being like, mom, like, are you out there? You know, he's, and every time that he would do it, it seemed like the voice was going farther and farther into the woods. Yeah. At which point he started to get freaked out and he's like, okay, it seems like this thing is like trying to pull me into the woods, right? Yeah. And I'm not doing it basically like i've seen enough horror movies i know that that's not a fucking good idea he also knew it wasn't a good idea to touch that dream catcher that whoever put it there there was probably a reason for it 
and he left it. Day eight, they finally get a hold of Faye's dad. Again, the parents live in Colorado. Yeah. So they're hoping that they can kind of go to get him. Faye's dad, he's kind of a badass. Mm -hmm. He's a Vietnam veteran. Um, He's got some buddies. So they get together and they're like, we're going to come get you. We're going to we're going to take my badass truck, come up the mountain. You probably got to leave your car there, but we're going to get you out. By this point, um, on noon on the eighth day, Faye is not feeling well. Like she's throwing up. They've eaten the same foods. He feels fine. But he thinks like, okay, maybe she's gotten herself worked up. Maybe something like that, because although he is agnostic and an atheist, she is super Catholic and she's 100% convinced that there's something supernatural going on around them. She's freaked the fuck out, as I would be, too. They're still reporting hearing some noises. There's like a cackling or repetitive vocalization in the forest that's about 100 yards out from the house. So that would be like, you know... 80 yards farther than what the tree line is. Yeah. So this is something that's coming from deeper in the forest. Like, again, like it's trying to pull them in. At one point on the eighth day, when it was starting to get dark, he noticed some movement just behind the tree line at about dusk. So he's thinking, okay, realistically, if I'm not crazy, right, this could be an elk. It could be a deer. It could be a bear. Um, He couldn't see very much, but... They kept all of the curtains closed. The doors were locked. They put furniture in front of the front and the back door. And at this point, he's checking on Faye every half hour. And they know that the next day, her dad will be there by like late morning to kind of pick them up and dig the car out. They tried to stay awake that night, or he at least tried to stay awake, because these things kept happening at what, like 1 a.m.? Yeah. So he's like... I'm just going to try to stay awake. Um, This is hopefully our last night here. And I just want to know what the fuck is happening. So what he does is he tries to stay awake. Um, It doesn't work. He falls asleep probably, he thinks, around 1230 or so. But he was woken up. He was woken up at 1.15 a.m. to hear a muffled voice. He's in that sleepy place, you know, where you're trying to figure out what you're hearing. Uh-huh. He thought it was just outside of the living room window, what he was hearing. So he sat there, you know, and he's sitting there trying to make out the words. And this time it was a woman's voice. Um, and it said things like, a few days. It's not mine. I'm not alone. Okay. So he got up to peek out the window and he didn't see anyone. But then the voice said, it's my parents' house. And he knew that the voice was Faye's. Now, to this point, he knew that, you know, she would sleep talk, sometimes sleep walk, but she'd never gone outside of the house. So this freaks him out, you know, because, yeah, she normally has these night terrors. She's been having them since she was a little kid. Um. But he's hearing what he thinks is her outside. And so he's like, what the fuck is happening? So he goes back um, into the bedroom and he actually finds Faye there and she's sleeping on her stomach like she normally does. Yeah. 
but she appears to be having a conversation with someone. And the person would be like on the floor. It'd be like if you were laying in bed and like, let's say a small child was standing next to the bed, you know, and you were like talking to that person, like straight across from you. Now, it it was normal, he said, for her to have conversations with people in her sleep. If you know people that talk in their sleep, like I'm one of them, my husband yeah. is one of them. Um, sometimes he'll have weird conversations. Sometimes with me, when I think it's entertaining to ask him yeah. questions. But it appeared that this imaginary person was like interrogating her, asking her questions about herself, about him, um, and also about the cabin. The weird part about it that was different than what she normally did was that Faye was talking to herself. It's like she would use her voice. And then there was Faye who is imitating another person's voice. Oh. So he could hear the whole conversation. Yes. So he can hear her talking, but like <gasps> sitting there talking to herself, but in another voice. Oh, no, thank you. So he's like rubbing her back. He's trying to get her, you know, relaxed, all that good stuff. Like I do the same thing when I know that the doc is having a nightmare because he goes into these things. Remember the time he tried to fly out of bed and skinned the top of his feet? He's he's rubbing her back and he's, you know, running his, his hand through her hair, trying to settle her down. And then he hears it in the middle of the night. He hears a child singing. Oh, like outside. I'm like, oh, fuck, no. He couldn't really make out much of what what the child was singing. But to him, it sounded like the child was probably between like the ages of six to eight and that they were trying to sing a song. At this point, like the snow was not coming down hard. The stars were super, super bright, you know, like the moon's out so they could see and snow's bright, and you can see sometimes when it's snowing a lot. Right, right. So he said he could see all the way to the rim of the forest around the house. So he's looking out there, and he sees a figure standing just past the first trees, like at the edge of the woods. Uh-huh. And it's got its back to him. And he's sitting there, you know, and he's trying to convince himself that it's something else. He's like, no, you know, I got to be imagining this, this whole fucking thing. Like, this can't be real. It's got to be like a tree stump or something stupid. And so it it appeared that it that it just went away. And he's got that he says that he's got a skeptical nature, you know, doesn't want to believe in it. Just wanted to think that his eyes were playing tricks on him. But all of a sudden, Faye, who had been laying down. And now at this point, she was quiet. She sits straight up. And she, like, commands him. She's like, don't let them in. Don't let him inside. Like, from a sleeping position. And she's still talking in that weird voice. Yeah. So he starts panicking and he, like, wakes her up. You know, like, wake the fuck up. Like, what is your deal? Why are you doing this? 
he talked to her for a bit, you know, like they stayed up for a little bit. He tried emailing her parents at this point. Like, are you guys really coming to get us? Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but he can't get anything to go through. So they're just awake and they're in the middle of the night here. I don't know if she went back to sleep at this point or not, but he's he's wide awake, right? Well, yeah. How are you not? He sees what he describes as like pale flashes of pale light. It wasn't really like a flashlight being walked around out in the darkness outside. It was more like a lantern being slowly turned on and off. So you're in the middle of nowhere. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You keep hearing people. He doesn't know a lot about, like, my first thought, you know, would be like, oh, my God, it's a fucking skinwalker. Yeah. Right? That's what I was thinking this whole time. He doesn't know anything about this type of thing. So he's on Reddit. And he's got people, some of them are native people, that are telling him, get the fuck away from that. Do not interact with it. Don't do this. Don't do that. They're like telling him things yeah. on Reddit, like when he can get internet. So he's freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. So he goes out and he decides he's going to like flick the porch lights on and off. And to him, he thinks that this is going to signal like a go away sign. And I'm like, Mm-mm. if if something was out there and I saw the porch light flicking, I would be like, that's my sign that everything's OK. They're going to help me. So let's say this was like a real person out there. Yeah. It feels to me like he's inviting them. But he says it was like a go away. And I'm like, oh, wrong. So while he's walking back to the bedroom from the living room, because the living room is where he had seen this through the living room window he saw the distinct outline of a person through the curtain and they were pressed up against the glass with their hands on it, trying to peek inside. I don't know about you, but that just like gives my whole body the chills. It's one of the like, things I'm most afraid of is people at my windows. I've been afraid of it since I was a kid because me, I woke up and there was once too. a man outside of my window or a kid or something. Somebody was looking through my window at night. So when we were kids, we lived in this house that had this big field next to it. And both our older brother and me, um, the older the brother that's right two years older than me, we both say that we saw a man in a hunting suit looking in our windows. Oh, that was a different house than where I experienced it, of course, because I was not. Well, I think it might have happened to you, actually. Was I a teenager? Because yeah. it might have been a boy. Yeah, I think it probably was, but I screamed my hat off. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But was a boy <laughs> trying to visit your window. He must have been an idiot because yours was the very end one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did have a boyfriend um, in high school that did like to knock on my window at night. And that's not okay. No, it's terrifying. Terrifying. Actually, I don't like that. It still scares me. This is what's happening. Like, somebody's, like, fucking out there. He shouted and approached the window, but the person ran off before he pulled the curtain open. Have you ever, like, what did you do in that situation? Um, like, I was little and I screamed. Flight? Like, what do you do? I would, I mean, like, because I would rather not see it. I wouldn't hope, I wouldn't open the window. I would just stay away from the window and hope that they go away. Do you remember – so there's been three times – I think three times in my life where somebody either 
an an unexpected non-invited person was in my house suddenly or in the window. I have only had one situation where I remember that and it was interesting and I I was sick and I thought they were asking for my brother Jim but they were asking for the next door neighbor because they were in the wrong house. But other than that. That was the first one. Yeah, yeah. that was the first one. And I think I was like early in high school or something and this man walks into our house like just lets himself into the front door and is standing in there and if I look back on all of these scenarios there's one thing I have in common so it's like fight or flight I don't have either of those my reaction is interrogate (laughs) I go yes Okay, stranger walks into my house and I'm like, I turn into like a customer service rep. I'm like, can I help you? (laughs) Who are you here for? What can I do for you? (laughs) Like I started asking them. First one asked for a person and it was our brother's name. So I was like, I guess he's here to see my brother and just has bad manners. Right? Okay, so there's that. And then as an adult, um, I was like in my 20s. And there was one that happened where the window was open. We were sitting at the dining room table. Like the window was open so I could talk to the person. But he was clearly like breaking and entering. Like was in my fenced backyard. And it's late at night. And there's this man standing in the window. And I go, who are you? What are you doing here? (laughs) And he tells me that he's trying to deliver a pizza, but he doesn't have any. Yeah. And I was like, could you leave? <laughs> and he just said, he just left. Okay. Uh, and like we lived in a bad part of yeah, town. Yeah, you did. And so then the third one was, and this is horrible, but like there was like, we were really young and the house was really cheap and like we just didn't let the kids go outside. Um, for reasons and you know because you lived with us there remember there was like a house across the street that was kind of shady and uh, I... fat naked santa lived there yeah next yeah, door to yeah. fat naked santa there was that apartment yeah so um we had a side-by-side duplex and we just kind of left the doors open to your side my side and we were watching a movie one day and this man um he did not have legs and it was winter time Oh, yeah. This man just came and opened the front door and pulled himself into our house. Uh, he thought he was at the drug house across the street. Yeah. Oh. So his day did not go well. Again, I'm a customer service rep. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the other people in the house with me were not customer service reps. Uh, they go into fight mode. So, I mean, the guy was like, Please let me go. Please let me go. I didn't mean it. You know, kind of thing. So anyway, this guy, uh, apparently he, that that's not what his, his thing is here. So he starts shouting at the window and the person ran off right before he like pulled open the curtain. So he was brave. Like he, he confronted whoever it was that was out there. So the voices outside continue um, he's hearing different ones like on and off all night until dawn. By this point, like he hasn't been sleeping a lot. He's like, am I going crazy? Yeah. Am I going crazy? What's going on? He does start to doze. 
and he's actually awoken by the sound of a light switch flicking on and off. He's in the living room, on the couch, and he's woken up by that sound. You know the one, the click, 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 click. Yeah. (sighs) So, from the couch, he could see the light outside going on and off in patterns of five. Oh. So in other words, it sounds as if like the light switch is happening inside the house, but it's for the light outside. Remember the light that he was turning on and off before? Yeah. Yeah. In his mind, he says all he can see is this like horrible creature standing somewhere in the house, flipping the switch up and down and smiling. Like in his mind's eye. But his first instinct is to go and check on Faye. He says he nearly had a heart attack when he went in and saw that she wasn't in bed. So he's like, he's calling her name. He's like pacing all around the house. He's looking out of the windows to see if she's outside. Um, And then he goes and looks out the kitchen window. And there she was. She was sitting on the hood of his car, the Snowden car, about 30 feet out in the driveway. Her back was to him, and she was staring off into the forest like she was completely stiff. Like the way that she sits up in bed, like when she was like half sleeping. She was just like And just like in pajamas in the snow? Yes. So he's freaking out, right? He's like yelling her name from the kitchen. And right when he was yelling her name, he sees her jump off of the car and then she runs at a full sprint into the woods without looking back at him. How old is this post? Is this band just trying to write a movie? Like a horror movie? I don't, I don't know. Like, At this point, I'm like halfway into the story. We're definitely not going to finish it today, but it's freaking me out. Okay. So he says he starts flipping out, right? He's like yelling her name over and over again. Um, He's like grabbing his boots. He wants to run out there. But the second that he goes to pull the front door open, he hears her calling his name from behind. Was she in the house? Like from in the house. So he like whips around and she's fucking standing there in the hallway looking at him all confused. And she's awake? She's awake. She'd been in the bathroom. So something shape shifted into her outside to try to get him to go so out like, into the woods. What the fuck? Yes. And he was about yeah. to. And he said that like, Like, he said what popped into his mind was, you clever motherfucker. Yeah. So, if we go back in the story, when he's talking about things that he heard, um, later on, he says after he got better internet service, um, he wanted to capture what it is and write down and catalog the things that he was hearing. So, the man's voice... The first one that he heard, he said it was vaguely familiar, but he couldn't put a face to it. The one that he'd been hearing. 
And this one in a desperate voice, the man was saying, hello? Oh, God, look at it. Look, hello? Right? Yeah. So that's the first one. And he was also yelling like kind of dramatically. He's like, don't, don't. They see in the dark. I'm lost. I'm lost. And then this one's really weird. It was like growly. Um, it was like hacking. Like he said, reminded him of Gollum. Yeah. Uh, it would say, watch you, watch you, watch you. Wool my, wool my. Like another language. Did anybody in the comments recognize that as words that would mean something to indigenous people? Uh, The ranger did say one of these weird things. It was something that he had heard like in a chant. Okay. But he didn't know what it meant. And he was with some of the native people. Um, They were the ones that said that it sounded familiar. Um, another one was shouted in anger at him. It said, it's very dark. I see those lights. Um, I'll come down there. One time it shouted, don't smile. Don't smile. I see you. But he thinks it could have been saying goat smile. Um. Well, that's weird. So like you and your goat man. Okay. So then there was a woman's voice. She sounded to be like like 20 years old-ish range, like in her early 20s, there was some gasps that she made, like horror or surprise, like over and over again that he was hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, she was saying, lay it on the ground and burn it or turn it. This one was monotone, but not like a melody. She would just say, la, 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 la. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And there's another one that said, she keeps talking in her sleep. She's talking to me now. Was that while Faye was talking? The child voice? Maybe. Um, the child that, that was like, he thought sounded to be about six to eight years old. I guess it was crying and whining. There was occasional laughter. And this was the song that it was singing. It was singing, Oh, Sola, Adu. Why do I do eat, eat, eat? I am a vacant, naked soul. Oh. Me, I do. Um, he's like, I'm not sure if it was like fucking talking in English or what the fuck it was doing. And then this one was like a really weird intonation, I guess. It sounded like a robot trying to mimic a child. And it was saying, when do we go inside? So I don't know, maybe like. When do we go inside? Oh, is this Black Eyed Kids or uh, something? Oh, no. And it was saying it like multiple times. One of the people on the Reddit was like, do you think that it was saying that to Faye? Like it wanted to go inside of Faye and not just the house? Wow. Yeah. So when he heard the voice of his mother, um, I guess she has a very recognizable bostonian accent okay because he's from the east coast and she sounded like she was laughing or joking and she would go stop (laughs) like that so that's what he's hearing his mom say look at the windows (laughs) did you see it like that's the kind of stuff he's hearing his mom say. faye's grandfather there were lots of indiscernible groans 
calls for help, something about the war. These bodies still in the ground there and never found them, but they're there. That was something. Right there. Right here. Ooh, they found it. They found it. Oh, I'm standing in the same place. 20 years. It's kind of fucking weird. Anyway, so the dad and his posses, they end up coming. Yeah. Right? They pick him up. They go to the parents' house. And Faye and Felix start telling the mom about all the stories and the stuff that's happening. And the mom, her name's Laura. Um, mom's name is Laura. Dad's name is Greg. She starts to get really upset because she's just like, I can't believe we we sent you guys out there. I'm so sorry. I'm so Have sorry. Have they ever you know? experienced something like this and, out there? Yeah. Well, they find out. Yeah. So the mom says that she's never had anything but like a weird feeling. They kind of stopped going there because the dad used to have really bad PTSD dreams when he would oh. go there. In particular, about Vietnam and the people that he had killed in Vietnam. Okay. So, unfortunately, he had he had seen a lot of combat when he was in Vietnam. In one particular instance that the dad did not want to talk about, um, the mom knew that he had woken up after one of these dreams. And he says that some of the people that he had killed... Like, they were in the room with him when he woke up. Oh, my God. Like, they were maimed and they were rotting. And they're just, like, around him watching him sleep. Oh. And he can hear their voices. He can hear them talking out in the forest, in the bedroom. He's having these dreams. It just... You know, like, and it's something that he doesn't want to talk about. So they stopped spending a lot of time there. The mom and the dad, I guess, had both been like, you know what? We're we're both nuts. Like, this is stupid. We shouldn't be so upset about the place. Yeah. Somebody should get some use out of the place. And so they just thought, like, they would send the kids there yeah. and, you know, have a good time. So they're staying at the parents' house. And later that night... Uh, Faye is, she's talking in her sleep again. They get woken up and, and she says, tell the man in the hall to leave. At this point, they're at the parents' house and he's like, what the fuck do you mean? Tell the man in the hall to leave. And this kind of sent him over the edge, you know? So he like gets up, he's like, I'm going to the bathroom, we get water. I'm going to see what the fuck. Did something follow us? Like what is going on? So he leaves the room and he doesn't find anything strange, nothing strange. Um, Because of the folks that were talking to them on Reddit, a lot of people were saying, like, are you guys sure that you weren't getting, like, carbon monoxide poisoning? Are you sure that, you know, like, you're hearing things, you're seeing things, like, it could be something like yeah. that, right? So they do have a guy go out to the cabin and check on it. He does like a full check on the carbon monoxide levels. He's looking for like gas leaks to rule that out or anything else that could be like just fucking them up in the mm-hmm. head. And he goes out there and there are tracks 
all around the house in the snow, like dozens of pairs of tracks. Like people tracks, like footprints? Yes. Yes. It's like a large group of people had been wandering around and looking in the windows. Oh. All the doors and windows are sealed the way that they left them. But when they went inside, stuff was fucked up. Oh. Uh, the silverware drawer was emptied onto the kitchen floor and turned upside down. The power was completely dead. And the weirdest thing is that there was water all over the bed and on the floor. But there was like, they checked for leaks in the ceiling or like bathroom pipes or mm-hmm. something. They, there was like no source of where the water came from. Nothing had been stolen from the house. Not even like there was a lot of food in the house. Nothing was stolen food-wise. But some of the old clothes in the bedroom closet were like thrown around or on the ground. Um, It was like somebody was trying them on or sniffing them or something. (laughs) That's what they put in there. Sniffing them. them. I'm like, what does that mean? You're like, when like like, clothes have been put away for a long time, you pull it out and you're like, what is this? It was kind of like that. Um, so the ranger did tell him about some of the legends on the mountain Mm -hmm. and there are some legends of things like this happening, but are weird people acting in this way. But he says that these people or things or whatever, they come out of the old abandoned mines. Okay. Well, I mean, like there's that when you go on the train up there, it's a mine train. I was curious if people yeah. have stories yeah. from even because a, a lot of people hike that trail. They hike up the mountain on a trail. And I'm wondering yeah. if anybody because like it's not a one day hike. I don't think I think it takes a couple of days. So you'd stay in a tent probably. I wouldn't. I'm not staying in a fucking tent out there. Oh, this is like led me to want to do like a whole ass thing on Pikes Peak. Yeah. Like, that whole area, like, weird stuff that's happened. So, the ranger, his friend guy, um, so the dad, Greg, he asked the ranger about the sounds that they had heard, specifically that watch you, watch you, Walmai, Walmai. Yeah. And that's the one that he said was a recognizable chant, but they didn't really know what it meant. By this point, they're done in Colorado, and they go back to California. And... They start to hear voices outside of their home in California. Uh, so he's uh, making more of these posts. So it follows. Faye them. is like really upset. She's starting to question whether or not she's like, you're putting all this shit on Reddit. Like you're probably exasperating, you know, all the strange circumstances by giving it all of this exposure on the Internet. So he puts on there, I'm going to go dark for a few days and see if it helps. He does say that they have like a few close friends that are looking in on them that know the entire story about what's happening there and everything. She's still talking in her sleep at home. She's still changing voices, which again, this is something that she had not done prior to the trip to Colorado. He decides that he wants to try to catch something, right? He's like, what the fuck is going on? It's still happening at the same times. In particular, like that one o'clock mark, the 445. 445 is something that keeps happening again and again. So he decides to to set an alarm for 445 and see if he can catch her doing something weird. 
So he does set the alarm. And this one night, it's like 520 in the morning. She sits straight up, swings her legs to get out of bed, and then starts tiptoeing down the hall. So he says, quote, when I say that my fiance tiptoed, I don't mean like a child on Christmas Eve. This was robotic, alien, and inhuman. She moved like a meth-addicted ballerina zombie down the hall and stopped at the stairwell. He said that it was almost as if she was acting like somebody that was testing out her body that didn't know how to use her body. Like she kept touching her own face. Yeah. And like when her mouth would move, she's like feeling it, you know, and she was doing something weird with her arm. Like it looked like she was doing like bicep curls, like checking out her arms yeah. or something. Like, oh, this is weird. And then he realized that she was like kind of like calling to somebody but like with her you know waving them to come to her so each time that she does this she starts talking at about 1 a.m um she's saying things like tell them to leave but while her eyes are completely shut he's asking her questions you know because he's freaking yeah. out he's like like who who needs to leave and and she won't really respond but she sits up straight and then she says there's a man at the door and a woman at the bottom of the stairs. And that's where I'm going to leave off. Oh my God. My story's not that scary compared to this. It's not? I mean, I picked something that's like a well-known, not like super, or maybe it is well-known. Yeah, it's well-known, but still. No, I feel like I have to step it up. This is really scary. I'm scared right now. Isn't it? I'm fighting the urge to look behind me. I think it's fucking terrifying. It's so Those scary. Skinwalker. Those skinwalker stories are so scary. Like, I don't want to go. The, like, out west, when we were traveling through there, I told you that. I listened to that one story. Like, I would not mm -mm. listen to this and then go camping. Nope. Like, no. that freaks me the fuck out. Mm -mm. Anyway, so, I am actually scaring you? Yes. I am thoroughly yes. scared right now. So, are you glad we didn't do this at night? Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do this at night, and I really hope that Felix is just a good writer that has some fucked up things in his head. Okay. Yeah... I got a sneak peek because I accidentally skipped because I wasn't really like sure how this worked on Reddit because I'm not a big Reddit person. Yeah. And so it's I mean, like, I feel like a lot of these things like you got to use your own discretion. Like, is this a bullshit story? Is it not? It's a good story. If it's a bullshit way. story. I will give him like the way he laid it out. It makes it seem really real because he's he's responding to people you know, like in, in what they're interacting with him on Reddit. Um, like there's also parts where he's just like, like in the one he was like, okay, flying to Colorado now. And he's like, oops, I accidentally said it was this date. It's actually 27th today. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's little stuff like that, like little details. But then later on when I kind of skipped ahead accidentally, I was like, okay, this story is getting really weird. What? <laughs> um, 
So we'll see how it folds unfolds. Because you haven't read it all yet. I haven't. I haven't read it all. And that was the reason why I decided to break this up into two. Yeah. Because. Well, we're at. I didn't want to like short. We're an hour it. and 15. So I feel like it's probably good to break it up. Yeah. It's good. And if your other half ends up not having a ton in it, then we can always just release an extra episode for Halloween. Right, right. So spooky stuff. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do that because we're so close to the witching We could do one on the day before Halloween and then the day of Halloween. So I think our episode this week will be released maybe a day late depending on how long it takes me to edit and I have to go to the gym and eat dinner still tonight. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. we got behind. We gotta get a amount stuff up. So go. Let's let's close this episode out. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating on whatever platform it is that you're listening to. We would also love if you would tell your and friends about us because why not? You want them to enjoy us too, right? Uh, if you decide you would yeah. like to help support us, you can check us out at patreon.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at weird shit my mom says podcast. You can find us on uh, Twitter. I forget the names of things. Twitter at weird shit MMS pod and then at facebook.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast without the I and shit. That's all we've got. Goodbye. And please. Goodbye. What were you going to say? I was going to say, and please do make another TikTok that's funny like your goat man. Um, I think I have a lot of TikToks that I can come out of this. Nobody watched the goat man TikTok, by the way. Like Are literally, I think I have one view on that. Like I spent a long time on TikTok too. And it just didn't it go. Me? Am I the one that viewed it? Um, possibly. And you don't have a TikTok account, so I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, it literally has a singular view. The ones that I make that have barely anything seem to get more views, but we barely have anybody that follows us on TikTok. So, you know. Oh, okay. But it's still more than we get on Instagram. (laughs) We're pathetic. Tell your friends about us. Okay, cool. For real. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.